My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here again. Super exciting guest coming on today. Okay, guys, the guest I'm bringing on, Debbie White. She's a marketing expert, serial entrepreneur, and brand strategist and business mentor. She has spent three decades as a marketing expert and also started several six and seven figure companies. She has a passion um, to empower women, uh, empowering women, creatives, and entrepreneurs. What she does is she helps them build purpose-driven brands with focused branding and messaging so you can make a bigger impact in the world. Welcome on the show, Debbie. So like, honestly, such a pleasure to have you here today. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I know you're probably crazy busy, but you know what? Before we get started, do you mind going ahead and telling us about your journey? Because you've got to have an incredible story to get to where you are today. So I'd love to share that with the people listening. Sure. Well, gosh, I have done a lot of things. Um, I've spent my whole career in the marketing sector. So, but I also started several businesses along the way, as you mentioned, but I started out as an advertising, you know, uh, art director in New York city in Manhattan. That was my dream is to work on Madison Avenue. And I got to work on some really big brands and continued that moving to Seattle. And I actually, helped Starbucks go national and even wrote an art record, their very first TV commercial. It was a long time ago. So oh my God, I, I love it. I know it's funny. It's very funny. Yeah. So I did not buy stock. I was really young at the time <laughs> should have, but it was a lot of fun. I got to work on a lot of big, you know, brands that everyone's heard of, you know, the, the Microsoft snores from Starbucks, a lot of big brands and learned a lot. And then I ended up kind of flash fast forward, I ended up having my own ad agency and learned a lot about running a business. Now, between then, I'd also started other companies. I've done all kinds of things. Um, All of them had some marketing component because what any business you have to market, I even had an eco fashion startup. And of course I was in charge of all the marketing, but now after my ad agency, I, I only coach now I coach branding and marketing to women entrepreneurs. That's my, that's my passion is there's just so many women out there that do amazing things. They are incredible experts. They just don't have the marketing skills to really have the reach, the influence, the traction that they desire to have the impact that they desire. And I know I can help them. So it's a ton of fun to be able to do that. And I have a program with women from around the world that we work like, you know, very closely together and it's just a blast. And, uh, and like you, I live, uh, you know, I, I picked up and moved to a tropical place. I live in Mexico and it's amazing that we can do this, you know, anywhere in the world. So yeah, might as well have an ocean view and do amazing things. There we go. I love, I love it. We're in line with the same vision and uh, yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> so Debbie, tell us a little bit uh, what you mentioned where you're at, you know, you work with, um, you coach and uh, and help coach marketing and branding to women entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, 
what's going on in the business right now with that? Um, what's your, what's your next big focus with that? As far as what my clients are going through or as far as what, where I'm at? Just really where you're at with the business. Exactly. I know we touched on it, but if you want to dive in a little bit about that, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I have a, a program, I have a, a 12 month program called house of impact and I'm really wanting my, my main focus, having spent so much time in the advertising world is I know that what makes the biggest difference is what is called branding. And it's very misunderstood, but any and every single project I ever worked on. And I worked on a ton of things. We always started with what's called a creative strategy. So it's the strategy part. It's how are you unique and different? What is amazing and you know different about you? Why your brand versus someone else's? These are just questions that most people don't ask themselves. And it's not really taught in the way that I feel like it should be. And I also love helping people that are here to make some difference. They want their, the work that they do to have an impact. So I really focus, I start everyone with their purpose. Like, what is your purpose? And a lot of people, honestly, when they start working with me, they don't even know, but I have all kinds of data and research to show you that purpose-driven brands connect on a much deeper emotional level. And when you can wrap what you're here to do in the world into your work, it just takes off like crazy. And it's really fun to kind of watch people evolve with that purpose in their work. And uh, if you look at, you know, I, I like to use big brands people are familiar with that are like, oh, well, of course, you know, like even Apple, Apple even started out when Steve Jobs literally wanted to empower mankind. It's like, okay, like that's big, but he never started off saying, I'm going to make the world's best computer company. So it's getting really clear on purpose, really clear on just the strategy part. And and what I find is when women can get really comfortable with that and confident, it allows them to be completely authentic with their brand versus copycat marketing and gimmicks and all that. So that was kind of long-winded, but that's really what I, what we get to do. It's really fun. It's really fun to be very authentic. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's great that you're able to do something that you are passionate about and you're really good at too. Right. And you're working with yeah. the people you're clear on who you want to work with and that's who you're working with. And I think that's incredible. So now let's jump into a little bit about, you know, your client acquisition with these lady entrepreneurs who come in that you yeah. coach, how do you go about um, finding the, the right fit? And yeah, tell me about the client acquisition. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, I think there's a lot of different ways to, you know, to, to get clients. I really do. And what, what I coach also is, well, we do a lot with social media. We do a lot with email, but I always say this too, is what works for you is what do you enjoy doing? Let me put it that way. Like you're, you're in podcasting. You probably love talking. (laughs) I love talking. So I have a podcast also, but what do you enjoy? I enjoy putting on live, uh, virtual live events. I get to talk just like on a podcast. So I do those and that's how people find me, um, by doing these live events, but anyone to have a sustainable marketing system, I think should really lean into what do they enjoy doing? Um, for some people, they're writers. I have clients that 
didn't even know they could write until they started just like, you know, writing is really having a great conversation with somebody on paper and yeah. they just take off and, and, and write and do amazing emails. And I have a client say, Oh my God, I have $40,000 come in, in the last two weeks with email. So it's really finding what works for you, but all of this, you just need like having a, a brand first marketing system. is what I call it. You can take it to any platform. So absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, with, I guess you mentioned your podcast, let's talk a bit about the podcast. Uh, when did you start it? What were your intentions behind it? Yeah. So this year it's new. So I started it this year. It's been on my wish list for probably the last two years. And, um, this past year I was like, okay, I'm so tired of talking about it. Like it keeps moving down the goal sheet of like, Oh, I'm going to do a podcast. Um, I love, I love learning about people. I love finding out, um, you know, what makes people tick move, what worked for them, what's their little secret or what's their, you know, what's that one thing that really works for someone and helping people. And I think when we have those conversations, we it's, it's literally like sitting down with my podcast. I love to interview women that have really made some kind of mark in business and they've learned a lot along the way. And if we can just have these conversations that are pretty casual People can pick up on things that you're just not going to get in an email or in a social media post or in a blog. It's a different type of conversation. I, I think of it. It's like, I'm sitting there having a glass of wine, like metaphorically speaking and gold just pours out. And it's like, I want right. to be, I want to be listening to those. So for me, it was a chance to, to broaden the discussion uh, mm-hmm. to my audience and to just keep encouraging and supporting them. Right. Adding that yeah. value, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And with the guests you bring on, um, how do you go about finding them? What is, uh, do you use, I know some people use Podmatch, clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Do you just invite people that you think would be a good fit? What's, what's your strategy? Um, you know, you definitely start, I think with anything you kind of start with, well, who's my inner circle. And then you kind of start smoking outwards, you know, right. once you run through like, Oh, I have all these really cool people that I've met. That would be fun to interview. I also think it's important to have like a, you know, just like a wish list of, Ooh, that person would be really interesting to talk to and just be noticing. Then when you kind of get outside of that loop, then you have to start getting creative. And I do think it's helpful to be in, uh, there's Facebook groups, or I know there's some, some pay to, you know, to be a member of, I think I'm involved in one of those just to broaden and, and open doors of people. Maybe you wouldn't have met otherwise, but right. uh, can, it's a great way to connect. I forgot to add this. If I'd say like the thing that I enjoy most about it is it really puts you in a position where you are connecting. Even if you say you want to, we don't often make time for that, you know? And so it's on the schedule, you're going to connect and you always walk away going, wow, that was really fun. And that, and there was a lot of value that we shared. Absolutely. And you're right about the connections there. They're endless with a podcast, I find, especially if you're interviewing people, because you're opening up to their network, they're opening up to yours, you're adding that value and like the opportunities that come up, come from it are honestly endless. It's crazy. I I love podcasting for that reason, right? Like I would never meet the people that I meet today without a podcast, like from all over the world, you know, the business, yeah. yeah. And it grows the business as well. You know, uh, later down the road, you'll be like, oh, 
there's a person coming that wants to join um, or become a client or whatever it is. And they're like, oh, I've been listening to your podcast for this amount of time. You're like, oh, I had no idea. But like those relationships are actually building without you even knowing, right? Because they're listening yeah. cons- consistently and everything like that. Um, so yeah. it's incredible. Absolutely. So De- Debbie, tell me a bit about your, um, how the podcast affects your business. Well, I mean, it's new still, but I would say there's a couple things. I think there's a, I think there is a legitimizing factor that like, oh, and she has a podcast and, you know, just kind of like, if you've been, you know, I've been lucky enough to be featured, you know, in major publications, I think there is that, um, you know, for a brand to have different avenues of people to find you, I think it's validating. Um, I think that again, you know, when people tell me what I've heard, they're like, Oh, Deb, I love your podcast. I think it just sheds a different, it it offers them a different insight into how you really think, because we're really just talking on the fly and it really allows people to see and how your brain works, how you process, how you think, how you are. Um, and I do think it builds a, an interesting kind of relationship. It, It isn't the same as me talking directly with someone, but there is trust building that's happening, you know, as a marketer, I know that. Um, so it does build trust. It does build a connection to the person listening. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that trust and then building the relationship is the biggest thing, right? So Absolutely. Uh, podcasts are great for that. So yeah. tell me a bit about if you monetize your podcast or, or, or do you, and if you do, the- how do you? Yeah. Um, at this point we are not, um, but I definitely can see how, um, you know, that's a great business model and there's so many different ways. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Um, so bouncing back onto a little bit earlier here with just talking about the business, you know, because you have built so many or several six figure, uh, and seven figure businesses, you know, obviously you're aware of that to get to the next level, there's more challenges, right? So tell mm-hmm. me a bit about these challenges that you have faced and, and, you know, how are some of the ways that you've overcome it to become so successful mm-hmm. just for the people listening? I think that would add a lot of value. Yeah. I think, I think the biggest challenge is we all can get in our own way in our heads. I really do. I think it's the biggest challenge that there is. And, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first one to say, I do have a mindset coach. Um, I think it's important to do mindset work. And for me, it's just being aware that just because you have a thought, doesn't make it true. And we can just convince ourselves of these wacky things, you know, um, just like a glass is either half, half empty, half full. We can say the same thing about our current situation, um, you know, fear of doing a launch. Um, what if nobody signs up? I think all of those things every business owner I know, and uh, you know, a lot of these successful business owners I talk to, they're all going through that. Even women you think are like, Oh, there's no way she's having any doubts. Oh yeah. She oh, totally is. is. It doesn't matter at what level they're all having doubts. So, I mean, I think that's universal and I don't think people realize that. So oh, 100%. Um, yeah, I think overcoming it is just knowing that, okay, you know, like that's normal. That's okay. And um, placing mindset work as a top priority. And most yes, of the women that day. I know do a lot of whatever that means for you, they do a lot of mindset type work. So it's, it, it, for me, it has to go hand in hand. It's like a daily, a daily thing of keeping myself in check and, 
asking myself, is that a fact or is that just a thing I'm telling myself? And it's usually just a thing I'm telling myself. So yeah. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. I'm glad we actually brought that up because yeah, I have to start my day with mindset. I mean, like, yeah. you know, or self-development, I guess, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Yeah. Um, it sets the tone for the day and it's something as an entrepreneur, um, or anyone really, I think it should be a very important thing that people work on daily because it really can make a difference in your life and in your everyday activities, everything. So I'm a firm believer in that for sure. You know, um, so so you have a mindset coach, um, Mm -hmm. any inspiration for, or any mentor inspiration that you can share with our listeners. Well, yeah, I think, I think one is, you know, what I just shared is our thoughts, you know, just because we have a thought doesn't mean it's real and that we actually have some, I mean, we do actually have some control over our thoughts. I don't think I ever really considered that previously. Like you can even prepare and pre-plan like, this is how I'm going to think about that. And the other thing that I've been working through, just because like, and something really terrible happens, you know, like I've experienced a loss in my family this last month, my dad, sorry to hear. And yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not the only one to have ever experienced this or any kind of loss and it's, you have to feel it. You can't just put on a, you know, this crappy, oh, everything's great. I mean, that is, does not work. You have to feel it. You have to be okay with that. And then you can start to look at, well, how do I want to choose to feel today? It's not this. I think there's a lot of self-help stuff out there. That's very, you always have to be positive. And I don't think that's true, but I think you can also be mind your brain. I think we could, you know, and it's a, it's a daily thing of minding your brain about, you know, there are things you can be in gratitude for even in loss. That doesn't mean you're like, you know, I'm so excited today. It's real. But you can also be thinking about how you want to choose to, to think, I know that's kind of wordy, but I'm not the mindset coach, but I mean, you can choose that you can, you have a choice in your thoughts. And I think, I think that's getting yourself out of victim mode. I mean, I think the biggest thing I've learned is, you know, I have a big victim mode, you know, radar now, and I definitely didn't used to. 100% like what you said there, you know, we can, we can, we can decide what, but like, okay, same with what you said about, um, you know, the loss that you went through. And by the way, I'm super sorry for that. Um, That's a hard one. And you have to go through the emotions, like you're allowed to feel the emotions, you know, and to go get through it. And then other than that, like, you get to choose like what you can control and what you can't. And the only thing you can exactly. control really is your reactions. Right. That's right. But it That's is right. okay to go through the emotions. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you have to feel it. So I think that's the thing. I mean, that's what my coach says. I think if you're, if you're mad or upset, whatever, like take it to 11, get it out so that you can move on, but you have to feel it, you know? Yeah. So yeah, for yeah, sure. That's helpful. Yeah. What is your biggest pain point when it comes to getting clients or customers? Do you have any certain pain points that you've gone through throughout the years or that yeah. maybe you are now? I think everybody has this one. Cause I've, I've, yeah. I've talked with a lot of women. I think there's always a visibility component that, um, you know, to get perfect clients that you really desire. I think visibility always comes up and I think that's, you know, in any form, 
So um, just getting in front of the right people is always going to be an, an, an element. You know, I certainly know how once you're in front of people, you know, the brand, the marketing, the strategy comes in place, but you've got to be able to have the visibility in the first place to do that. Yeah. So, and I think that's for everyone. Oh, always. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. To attract the right people who are a good fit for you and you're a good fit for them. You, you need a little bit of that visibility for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the promote, like promoting your podcast or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. so love it. Um, you know, with the podcast, I guess my next question is um, what is your plan for the next year with it? Do you have a certain desire or? Yeah. I'm actually thinking about doing more solo podcasts. I mean, I actually haven't done okay. one yet. My team keeps saying, when are you going to do some? Um, and really, you know, I think there's, uh, I think I'm doing something that a lot of people do and it's fun. It's fun to have interviews. It's fun to have conversations. I know you guys talk about this, but as a, you know, someone in marketing and branding, it's like, okay, well, I've been in the, in the kiddie pool with my podcast now having some fun, but I really need to create something that's my own. And that doesn't sound like everybody else. And, and everyone's interviewing everyone. And at some point, like what stands out? And it's like, how do I want to roll this? So I think I, I think I need a hot minute to really kind of think about that. But I definitely want it to have more of a frank voice. That's something that, you know, I'm known Sounds for. Out. Yeah. And yeah. um, and and just more opinions and and you know, let's have a discussion, but have the interviewee know we're gonna discuss about this thing and it's not just a promotional you know, jacket we're going to put on. Cause that happens a lot, you know, yeah. I mean, you can have guests come in and pretty much like take, you know, take over the controls like, Whoa, what's happening. So I think it's just learning. That's part of a learning process, but also being really clear on your intention and uh, what your strategy is for your podcast. Right. And also just getting really clear on who it is you're bringing on your podcast too. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people that I've interviewed have mentioned, you know, having to make sure they're crystal clear on and who it is they're attracting to come on the interview to begin with. But I think that's just a big learning curve too, right? We all do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've, I've brought people on too before that maybe weren't a good fit for what I was looking for, but it's totally mm-hmm. a learning curve and it, it it's, you still got the episode. It's still going up and it's great. Right. It's yeah. Oh so. yeah. 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 I think. So based on where you are at today, if you were to say, double uh, your revenue and profit in one year, what would the new challenges be to get to that next level? Or what would you have to change? Uh, I think it's always going to be visibility for me. I think that's always the name of the game. I really do. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think I have a lot of different, um, you know, Evans, Evans in the fire. That's not even the right thing. (laughs) (laughs) Fire's in the oven. Fire's in the oven. I, think I, I don't know if that up. was right either. <laughs> I screw up. I screw up idioms like nobody's business. Um, I have a <laughs> lot of different directions I'm pursuing to get the visibility. You know, there's a lot of different ways of doing it, but that's always going to oh, yeah. be always, a big thing. Um, you know, always, always. Yeah. What are the directions you're uh, thinking about taking to get that visibility? Um, well, some of them are partnerships. I think partnerships mm-hmm. are great if they're in alignment. <laughs> if right. That's a big thing. Audience. If the, yeah. Um, I have done well with some partnerships. Um, social media is always something, you know, of getting in front of people. Um, you have to be very uh, focused with your 
your brand, um, and growing your email list, all those kind of go together. Yeah. And then of course, podcasts as well. Um, and, and getting again, just how can you get your footprint on exposure to a wider, you know, audience so that you are better able to attract people that are a perfect fit for your brand. So, and just being mindful. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty mindful about my guests in that regard. I know that. I mean, that's my specialty. I hope I am. But even then, I think there's still room to be further, uh, you know, distinctive. So absolutely. Yeah. This is exciting. Well, Debbie, I love what you're doing. And like, you have done so many things and now you're traveling Mexico. Well, I'm so jealous because I'm in Canada and I want to be back at the beach in Costa Rica or Mexico, wherever it may, wherever the yeah. beach is, I want to be right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I love the way you're living and it's, it's, it's really an inspiration to those listening too, right? So like, uh, clearly you followed your dreams and you worked yeah. hard for it and now you're able to do, go live at the beach, right? So, yeah. uh, thank you for coming on today and sharing that, um, with my, with my listeners today, because that's what I'm looking for and and to add the value. And that was, um, everything I was looking for. So I appreciate it. You're so welcome. It was my pleasure. Good. Good group. If you're listening and enjoyed, um, please like, and subscribe. Oh, and before I forget Debbie, if anyone's looking to connect with you, whether that be with, you know, your branding or anything else, what would be the best way to go ahead and reach you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at frankly deb, as in frankly, my dear, but deb, frankly deb. Um, I'm also, I also have a website with the same name, but that'd be the easiest way. I'm on Instagram. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. And I also always add my guests. So you'll, you'll see a pop up for me later today. <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, like I said earlier, like and subscribe. If you're a six figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on, just like Amazing Deb did today to share your story and your journey, talk about, um, you know, the podcast and your business, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Ciao for now, everybody. Thanks, Deb. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.